Trevor, we're clear. Hello, friends, and welcome to this week's episode of The Florida Project, the podcast where Disney fans celebrate Walt Disney World. If you like Disney and you like podcasts, you'll probably like The Florida Project. My name is Will. Uh, across from me is an empty chair. And next to both of us is Michael. Hello. Jason is on assignment this week. Yes. We won't say what. No. <laughs> Just to stay mysterious. <laughs> Uh, if you'd like to support the show, get access to some awesome bonus content and hang out with us on our Patreon exclusive Slack channel, become one of our Patreon saints at patreon.com slash TFP podcast. The Slack channel was hopping this week, Michael. It Lots was. Lots of discussion. I kept checking back and it would be like 70 messages. Getting some good conversation on there. So come join us, please. It's fun. Um, talk about your latest movies, latest Disney stuff, all sorts of things. We have a book club. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have we talk about the latest Star Wars uh, stuff, latest Marvel stuff. It's fun. Some uh, people talk about sports. Indeed. And all of our Patreon saints get access to two additional podcasts. Did you know that? Two. TFP Extra. Extra. And Disney Classics. We don't say anything there. I wish we had like a. But I'll just put a bling. We used to do. Didn't I used to say classic? Classic. It's just it didn't didn't work, you know. (laughs) So if somebody has a good idea, let us know. Yeah. Each week on TFP Extra, Extra. we keep the podcast train rolling with more zany fun, the airing of grievances, and a topic that may or may not be Disney related. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about. Oh, what were we say we were going to talk about? I don't remember. Yeah, I totally <laughs> forgot while we were eating dinner. We'll have something to talk about. I promise. I have a, as a backup, I have an Encanto um, theory that's Ooh. disturbing. Okay. Well, we'll get to that on TFP Extra. <laughs> on the monthly Disney Classic series, we watch and discuss each of Disney's animated classic films. The one we just did was Fantasia. And so that we did that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we learned many things on the podcast. I can't say I really enjoyed the film. Don't give it all away. But the podcast is fantastic. <laughs> and next up, we're, we're going to watch the Aristocats. And what we're going to do is have a watch along with our uh, fans on uh, Slack. It'll be great. Yeah, I'm excited about this one because... And I don't mean to say fans. Friends. Yeah. We're all friends here. You're you're excited because... Oh, because um, I haven't seen it in a while. and I don't think you and Jason have seen Aristocats. I, don't, I haven't seen it as far so, as I know. I only know it mainly from the music and the cat characters at the parks. But No. So I hope it's good. Additional levels and rewards are all on the Patreon site, so go sign up at patreon.com slash Podcast today and get more of the Florida Project. And there's a magnet in there somewhere, too. Yeah. In today's episode, we'll discuss some nonsense and small topics. Uh, Michael will give us the latest news. I will take us on a trip down Main Tweet USA. And then Michael's going to review his latest trip to Disneyland with Jason. All of that more is coming up on this week's episode of The Florida Project. Topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small topic. After all, it's a small, small, small topics. Small topics is on assignment. We could do three extremely small topics. <laughs> hey, Michael, you've been watching the uh, Winter Olympics? I have. Me too. 
Hey, Michael, what'd you have for lunch today? I had a turkey sandwich. Hmm. Me too. <laughs> Actually, no. I had Mexican. It was great. And finally, that's it. We only do two small, extremely small topics. Thanks, Will. Those are some great small topics. Appreciate it. News. Well, there wasn't much big news last week while we were out in California, but here are four news items to discuss this week about Walt Disney World. Number one, new details released for the 2022 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival. So our next annual festival is about to begin at Epcot with the 2022 Epcot International Flower and Garden Festival beginning on March 2nd and running through July 4th, 2022. That's a long time. It is. And Disney has released some more information about the upcoming festival. As expected, the Disney character topiaries are returning, offering a perfect backdrop for springtime photos with family and friends. And a new main entrance display will feature Goofy with a birthday cake celebrating the Walt Disney World Resort 50th anniversary. Is it the 50th? I didn't... It is. Mm. Horticulture teams are also designing, planting, and shaping new topiaries of the Seven Dwarfs to accompany Snow White near the Germany Pavilion in World Showcase. And returning this year are Lumiere and Cogsworth topiaries in the France Pavilion, as well as Pumbaa and Timon topiaries near Imagination. Um, it's Timon and Pumbaa. Not Pumbaa and Timon. Come on. I was doing an alphabetical order. I don't care for that. I hope there's more topiaries than these that are listed. Oh, I'm sure. These are just the announced ones. They they had more than that last yeah. year. Yeah. It's just interesting that they chose. And it was just a taste. It was just a taste. On the Bridge to World Showcase, guests can enjoy the sights and scents of spring at a new fragrant garden presented by Scentsy. Surrounded by vibrant butterfly topiaries, guests will be invited to follow their noses to six scent stations, floral, fruity, citrus, spice, woods, and fresh, to form lasting memories with the help of unforgettable aromas. I will not be doing that. The butterfly topiaries look really cool. There was concept art. That's fine, but I will not be stopping to smell things. No, not in this day and age. <laughs> you know what? Take take this day and age. I, I don't want. I don't want. I don't want your smells. Mm-mm. I don't. Those are my least favorite part of any of the 3D shows or anything like that. Too the stink spray. I, I don't need any of that stuff. I'm good. Well, the Healthful Trail presented by Advent Health offers a fun way for families to play and learn how to stay healthy. And Outdoor Escapes presented by Off Repellents let guests enjoy a moment of relaxation while learning how easy it is to create an outdoor escape of their own. Bambi's Butterfly House enchants guests with a kaleidoscope of butterflies showing off their extraordinary beauty and colors. Is it always Bambi's Butterfly House? Or is it just the Butterfly House? Yeah, this seemed new to me, but yeah. I don't know. I've been wrong before. Maybe not paying attention. Yeah. I get it. I like the butterfly house, but I'm always concerned that the guests that aren't so nice might be hurting the butterflies if they land yeah. on them. Because they're they're fragile. I like the butterfly house, but I'm always ready to go before anybody else in my party is. <laughs> That's how I feel in a museum. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. See, and I'm the lingerer that likes to read all the stuff. <laughs> if it's interesting, you know. But the butterfly house, I feel like, mm, I got it. <laughs> I don't want to wait around for a butterfly picture that's not going to happen. You know, uh, For me. I want to see like a, a butterfly emerge from a chrysalis while yeah. in the butterfly house. I mean, I, I could, that just doesn't interest me. I'd rather go see what they have at the uh, the outdoor kitchens and go get a beverage. But hey. Yeah, that does sound I'd even I'd even rather go ride living with it. No, I don't mean that. <laughs> Well, the Garden Rocks Concert Series returns to the festival this year, featuring internationally recognized artists on the America Gardens Theater stage Friday through Monday. Local bands will rock the house Tuesday through Thursday. 
Artists recently added to the lineup include gospel singer C.C. Winans and Tommy DiCarlo, singer of the band Boston. I always love those. Blank of Boston. <laughs> and all that. Okay. They'll join returning favorites such as the Guess Who, Rick Springfield, and Cool and the Gang, as well as popular Latin hit makers Melina Leon and Claudia Letit. For Friday through Monday concerts, you can make a reservation for a Garden Rocks dining package by visiting freshepcot.com. Outdoor activities can work up an appetite, and the festival's 18 outdoor kitchens serve up fresh menus, seasonal produce, and refreshing beverages to satisfy everyone's taste buds. You'll want to stop at Epcot Farmer's Feast since its menu options rotate throughout the festival. Other new mouth-watering menu items can be found at the Citrus Blossom, Magnolia Terrace, and Tangerine Cafe, Flavors of the Medina, among others. Cool. I don't think the menus are out yet, but expect similar fare from... Years past. Yeah. Gotcha. And previous festivals. Yeah. You can also explore Epcot with the Garden Grays, a fun food stroll highlighting five delicious sweet and savory offerings listed in the Festival Passport. Complete the Grays to receive a special treat. I don't like it's called Grays. I don't don't either. I'm not a cow, sir. I mean, I might do it, but I'm just saying. We'll call it something else. Yeah, call it an eating stroll or something. Anything else. And finally, you can bring festival memories home with garden-inspired merchandise collections featuring vibrant apparel, drinkware, garden tools, and much more. And this season, collections will feature Mickey Mouse, Minnie Mouse, Orange Bird, Figment, and Spike the Bee. Get there on day one, minute one, though, if you want the really hard-to-find stuff. Or eBay. Or eBay. It's always there for you. Mm -hmm. The free market is what it is. Speaking of the free market, that brings us to number two. Disney reports record revenue and operating income at the domestic parks for the first quarter of fiscal 2022. So the Walt Disney Company reported their fiscal 22 Q1 earnings, which is actually October, November, and December of 2021, at $21.82 billion versus the expected only $20.91 billion. Quote, We've had a very strong start to the fiscal year with a significant rise in earnings per share, record revenue and operating income at our domestic parks and resorts, the launch of our new franchise within Conto, and a significant increase in total subscriptions across our streaming portfolio to 196.4 million, including 11.8 million Disney Plus subscribers added in the first quarter, end quote, said Bob Chapek, chief executive officer of the Walt Disney Company. Have you heard of him? I've heard of him. Disney Parks and Experiences and Products revenues for the quarter increased to $7.2 billion compared to the $3.6 billion in the prior year quarter. Growth was attributed to increase in attendance, occupied room nights, cruise ship sailings, ticket price rises, and higher guest spending, including Genie Plus and Lightning Lane purchases, end quote. He also said, quote, in the quarter, more than a third of domestic park guests purchased either Genie Plus, Lightning Lane, or both. And that number rose to more than 50% during the holiday period. And while demand was strong throughout the quarter at both domestic sites, our reservation system enabled us to strategically manage attendance. As we return to a more normalized environment, we look forward to more fully capitalizing on the extraordinary demand for our parks, along with realized benefits that took shape this quarter, end quote. There is definitely extraordinary demand for the parks right now. But what about all these people that said they'd never go back? Well, there's other people waiting in the wings that take their spot. And I can't wait till we normalize all the people that aren't going back so lines will get better. Yeah. But whatever. Liars, all of them. 
clearly I'm not speaking to that audience because <laughs> who would listen to a Disney podcast? Uh, I don't know. There's some haters. Anyway, continue. They probably don't listen to a positive one like ours. Yeah, podcast. Patent pending. Speaking of positive, number three, celebrate soulfully at Disney's Animal Kingdom, which brings new show to Harambe. So as part of Walt Disney World's Celebrate Soulfully honoring Black History Month, Disney's Animal Kingdom is hosting a special performance tribute to Black history and culture. Taking place daily on the Harambe stage, the high-energy steppers celebrate the traditions of Africa and America. Showtimes are currently 10.30, 11.30, 12.30, 1.30, 2.30, and 3.30 daily through February 28, 2022. What times are those again? The, the half hours. <laughs> <laughs> I like when you read out all the times and all the phone numbers and stuff. I think it's funny. So that's cool. Yeah. Animal Kingdom always has really good entertainment. I they find. do. And, you know, they need it a lot of times, especially with anything that can uh, eat some of the crowds from getting too <laughs> concentrated in like Harambe or um, Pandora. Sorry. I had a brain freeze there for a second. That's a good thing it's not a zoo because. It is, at a zoo, you wouldn't want to be eaten. It's true. And also, uh, with uh, Everest is closed right now, isn't it? If it's not, it's about to be. Yeah. Going to fix that, Yeti? Probably not. Yeah. Good. Probably not. Yeah. Maybe? Yeah, probably. Yeah. All right. <laughs> what they could do is make a figurine of a Yeti. Uh, they probably have, yeah. Well, speaking of figurines... No, no- that's not speaking. You just made that up. <laughs> but go ahead. Speaking of segueing, number four. <laughs> Speaking of segue, <laughs> I've never heard anybody do that before. That's awesome. The new Fab 50 figure merchandise is available at Walt Disney World. So Disney has released four large replicas of the Fab 50 statues for sale at Walt Disney World. So far, these are Figment, Woody, Simba, and Tinkerbell. And these figures are inspired by the full-size Fab 50 statues in honor of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. There's one figure for each park. Tinkerbell for the Magic Kingdom, Figment for Epcot, Woody for Disney's Hollywood Studios, and Simba for Disney's Animal Kingdom. And these are also available on ShopDisney.com and priced at $99. And they look really fancy and hefty. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they are hefty, but they look hefty. In addition to this, Disney has also started releasing mystery boxes of the Fab 50 figurines with the Series 1 boxes containing one of the following 10 characters. Mickey, Pooh and Piglet, Stitch, Dumbo, and Timothy Q. Mouse, Mad Hatter, Cheshire Cat, Edna Mode, Dory and Nemo, Tinkerbell, and Figment. The two and a half inch figurines come in blue boxes with an iridescent 50th anniversary logo, and the figurines themselves are on a blue base with the 50th anniversary logo on the bottom. Though not confirmed, expect four more series of releases until all 50 figurines are available. The mystery boxes cost $9.99. That's amazing. What? That you can't collect them all with definitely without buying more than you have to. Oh, yeah. The whole mystery box thing. Mm-hmm. It's back to the baseball cards again. Or go to eBay. Uh, I got more Robin <laughs> Yount. I have 17 Robin Younts. That's how old I am, everybody. I wonder which character. I'm will... actually not that old. He's from the 70s. I wonder which character will be that. Was it Robin Yount? Yeah. yeah. Milwaukee what... Brewer. Mad Hatter, maybe? Yeah, they're going to make a lot of the Mad Hatter and Cheshire Cat, probably. Or there'll be one that like you can't find, like Tinkerbell. Well, because she's so little. Ah, that's yeah. true. Yeah. And she's probably off killing someone. Or maybe I don't believe in fairies. <laughs> I agree, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> 
while these figures join the previously released Fab 50 ornaments and mystery pin collections that are also for sale. Alrighty. Well, I am speaking of segues. That is it for news. <laughs> that was some good news, Michael. all right this week daredevil punisher and other marvel shows are going to be hitting main tweet usa out of netflix so this is from cbr.com netflix has confirmed that daredevil punisher and more once believed to be a part of the marvel cinematic universe will no longer be available on the platform in the coming weeks All of the Marvel shows on Netflix, including Daredevil, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, nobody cares. The Defenders and Punisher are leaving Netflix on March 1st. The editorial, nobody cares, was on me. Sorry, Iron Fist. It is unknown where the shows will be available to watch following their removal. Marvel Studios and Netflix had a complicated relationship during the early stages of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Following the success of Avengers and its subsequent films, numerous television shows were launched to expand on the growing franchise, including ABC's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Netflix's critically acclaimed Daredevil, among others. Daredevil ran for three seasons between 2015 and 2018. In that time, it launched Punisher and Jessica Jones, which in turn launched Luke Cage. Followed by Iron Fist. (laughs) The latter four series culminated in a single season of the Defenders miniseries. Much like the other series supposedly set in the MCU, while Netflix's Marvel shows provided subtle acknowledgments of Marvel Studios films, the films never provided any references to the events or characters of the Netflix series, resulting in an uncertainty regarding their status within MCU canon. And it was always very funny because in those shows, they'd be like, oh, the, the unpleasantness in New York <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> or something like that. And the I'm like, incident. The incident. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that. I'm like, just say it. They did the same thing in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. too. Yeah. Like, except they were a little more overt about it. But, you know, whatever. Especially early on. Yeah. In 2018, all of Netflix's Marvel series were canceled and ultimately removed from canon. <laughs> I mean, are we sure? Though I don't. They never. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. While the exact details were never publicly revealed, it is widely believed that Marvel opted to cancel the shows in preparation for the launch of Disney+. Actor Vincent D'Onofrio, who played Kingpin, recently explained, We understood what Marvel was doing because Disney Plus was coming out. When you're in this business a long time like we all have been, it kind of made sense business-wise. What didn't make sense to us is why we wouldn't continue that show or the idea of how that worked and how well it worked. So... Keeping everything spoiler-free for anyone who hasn't seen some of the latest MCU offerings, I won't divulge anything else, but uh, there has been no news or announcements concerning uh, fellow Netflix or Marvel characters, uh, Jessica Jones, Luke Cage, Iron Fist, and our official word on Daredevil or Punisher. Mm-hmm. Uh, so... Or Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. For or that Agents matter. of S.H.I.E.L.D. No, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is definitely the call. <laughs> um, So, spoilers for everyone. Skip ahead 30 seconds from now if you don't want to be spoiled, okay? And go. Okay, we all know that Kingpin and Daredevil were in the MCU in uh, 
Hawkeye and No Way, Spider-Man No Way Home, respectively. It was recently reported that uh, Daredevil's appearance in No Way Home, as well as D'Onofrio's early return as Kingpin, resulted in a spike in viewership for Netflix's Daredevil. On the week of the film's release, the series placed eighth on Nielsen's SVOD list for original programs with 195 million viewership minutes across all three seasons. And almost done with the 30 seconds, but I was one of those. So there you go. Spoiler over. Spoiler over. Um. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see where these shows go next and what happens to these characters if they'll show up again. Yeah, I'm I have a feeling they will. That's it for Main Tweet USA. Thanks, Will. That was a great trip down Main Tweet USA. Today's topic, Disneyland Trip Review. I have nothing to say. I was not there. (laughs) But since Jason is on assignment, I will do my best to help Michael tell the best story that he can. Oh, good. Won't that you enjoy that? I would enjoy that, yes. Thank you. So Michael and Jason recently went to Disneyland. End of story. Thank you. It was fun. Oh, good. Yeah. (laughs) Um So, like every other trip review, we're going to basically highlight some of the stuff that Michael wants to talk about, and I'm I'm sure most of it's positive, Mm -hmm. um, because he did have a good time. So, uh, and on the Slack channel, we all got to live vicariously through, uh, because he posted quite a few pictures, and it was awesome. Yeah, I tried to do it without it being too overwhelming. No, overwhelming is what we asked for. (laughs) All right, speaking of overwhelming, let's uh, see how you got out there. How, How long was your trip? It was a week, but only from Monday through Friday. We decided that due to COVID and stuff that it would be probably safer just to go during the week, less crowded, uh, both on the airplanes and in the park. And we just heard from uh, official British Disney princess Alex that she was looking at a a weekend at Disneyland later this month, I believe, Mm -hmm. or sometime soon, and reservations were at a premium. So Yeah, especially with the Super Bowl happening. This weekend out there. Yeah, but that's not, this isn't the weekend she was trying to go. Oh, okay. So, regardless, weekends are, uh, unlike Walt Disney World now, it, you need to really plan ahead as long as you, as much as you can for Disneyland and get those park reservations. Seems like it, yeah. Yeah, so we had really good luck flying. Um, no issues. We landed early. Bags were the first ones off, literally. Oh, it's fantastic. In that's LA. good luck right there. Amazing quick Uber trip in the middle. Whatever time we got there, it was like 11 in the morning. Mm-hmm. So there was no traffic on the 405 and the 101 and the whatever the other interstates. Oh, you sound like a Californian already. You're out there for a week and look at. I know Interstate 5 is the one that butts up against Disneyland. Okay. Oh, is that, see, I didn't know that. Um, and it's a quick Uber ride from, did you go John Wayne? No, uh, LAX. You did LAX? Yeah. Okay. It's a it's a fast uh, Uber ride oh, from yeah. John Wayne. How, how long did it take to get from LAX? 35 minutes. That's not bad. No. Getting there was longer because it was closer to a rush hour time but but getting there is not half the fun is what you would say it was better it's always better getting there than leaving there it's true <laughs> and once you got there where did you rest your head we stayed at the anaheim marriott which is one of the disneyland good neighbor resorts um we had stayed there before on a trip so we kind of knew what to expect it was like a block and a half away so it was definitely walkable if we wanted to walk back and forth um, but they also had like a really good discount where you could, um, with your room, you could get a three day pass and a fourth day for free park pass, park pass. Yeah. Um, so we did this like back in, I want to say October, maybe 
and that we were able to make our park reservations at the time, even though we ha- um, even though we hadn't like physically gotten any tickets. I guess it's just set up that way because it was through d- their Disney partnership or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so we didn't have any issues with that, thankfully. But we didn't get our tickets until four days before. There were e tickets, and um, it was a. What about the A through D? Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. I bet Jason's really upset he's missing all this gold. <laughs> well, hopefully he'll listen to it and then he can add corrections later for everything I messed <laughs> sure. up. Um, the one kind of, I guess, slightly interesting thing about this before we went is I didn't really have much experience with Disneyland's like app and like their reservation system, obviously, because right. that's new. Um, but I'm so used to the Walt Disney World, my Disney experience app. Like the biggest like thing to get used to was there's not really a friends and family like thing right. in the app. So like Jason and I being linked together for reservations just worked differently for Disneyland, which took getting some used or getting used to. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, we couldn't be grouped until uh, we had linked both our tickets in each other's apps. So like yeah. that's how it determines. They didn't have the nice QR code thing mm-hmm. that I'm excited to try that in the my Disney experience. By the way, yeah, they didn't have that when we did it. Maybe it's there now. Um, I need to find somebody to be friends with to see, check somebody see if it new. works. Because I remember I've always had trouble with my friends and family list on there too. There's something. So that your photos, especially. Yeah, my photo. Fo- I, I I can't share with anybody. Nobody can see my photos, which is weird because we can see like your plans and stuff. Yep. And we've looked at all the settings. Like, there's just can't do it. But it's funny you mentioned like that, like how everything's a little different at Disneyland. Like, yeah, everything is just a, just a little different. Like you're in a, you could all you, you squint your eyes. You're like, I'm in the Magic Kingdom, except for getting in the park where everything is. You know, mm-hmm. it's like it's like Disney World in a dream. For as many times as we've been to the Magic Kingdom, which is always funny to me, the two times I've been to Disneyland, it's like I know nothing. Yeah, it's as soon as weird. I get in, it's weird. Like. Like having to use your phone for your ticket, like for the barcode yeah. every time you went in, or your physical. T- we didn't have a physical ticket, but you could. Um, but just not having magic bands and that sort of thing. Um, did they take your picture again? They did. They love taking pictures yeah. out there. I'll tell you. Just the first time, and then, um, the other interesting thing. So, like I said, like we didn't become grouped as like a a travel group until our tickets were linked. Um, so once we did that, we could then see each other's plans. And this was all before we went, but you still couldn't see dining reservations because if I make a dining reservation, I can say it's for two people, mm-hmm. but you can't specify who those people are. Right. So it has no way of knowing that Jason would be the other person. So he wouldn't be able to see the dining reservation that I had. Uh, so I thought it wasn't working right before until I thought about it. I was like, of course it doesn't know to link them. Mm-hmm. So, well, I've done that many times for the Walt Disney World where I just don't put people's yeah. names on it. Like, you'll know, I'll tell you. But other than that, like, most of, like, the rest of the process was the same. We didn't really have to do anything with the park reservation when we got there. Um, there were signs everywhere that said you had to have the email for your park reservation in order to enter the park with the barcode. Yeah. So I had it ready, but I never needed it. When they scanned my ticket, it showed that I'd already made a reservation yeah. for that day at that park. Um the other difference with the reservation or with the parks is their park hopping starts at 1 p.m. instead of 2 p.m. Mm-hmm. like at Disney World. Okay. So that, that is the biggest thing I want to change, by the way. Yeah, I don't see why they need it anymore. Yeah, but staffing, I guess. I don't know. So you mentioned uh, it was last time you've stayed there before, right? That Marriott, yeah. Yeah, and you've stayed at Disneyland Hotel. 
Yeah. Correct. Those are the only two places. Yeah. About, yeah. And so this is a little bit longer walk to actually get to the park, right? Yeah. Because of that, um, like I said, it was like one. You see the, the seamless like conversation <laughs> we're having here. It's fantastic. <laughs> Will's very helpful because I'm not good at talking. Um, so I mentioned it was like one and a half blocks, maybe two blocks. I'm not really sure what cost. Yeah, it's a, it's block a ways though. Like it's um. Yeah, it was like a good thirty minute. Because you're walk. if it's a big square, you're right at the bottom, right in the middle. Yeah, just about. Yeah, right? near the convention center. Yeah, it was right next to the yeah. Like and Disneyland's all the way at the top. I could see um the Incredicoaster from our balcony. Oh nice. So it was close, but it was still a walk. Um, so we walked half the time back and forth, and the, the rest of the time we would Uber. It was about like, how long was the walk? About thirty minutes. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't like it was certainly doable. At the end of the day, it was a little less doable. More, you didn't want to do it because your feet, were, you know, were sure. tired. And then, so that's when you Ubered. Yeah. So you took a cab one night. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's not too bad because it was different than from when we stayed. We stayed at one of the cheap places, but we were literally, I don't know, it, it, without security, it would have been a five minute walk to the gate. That's even closer than the Disneyland Resort. Yeah. When we stayed there, there's still like a walk. Yeah. It's not terrible because you just well, you got to go through, through downtown Disney. Yeah. Yeah. Unless you take the monorail. Unless you take the monorail. It was funny. I, and I've told this story before. Um, we were at Disneyland. I, th- I, I don't remember what day it was, um, but it was uh, Chris and Katie and Chloe and Stuart and I. And we all got on Splash Mountain and everybody got soaked <laughs> except Stuart and I. We're like, no, we're fine. Like, I guess we were in the back. I don't know. And so everybody else wanted to go change clothes. We walked out of Disneyland. They walked over to the hotel and changed clothes. We walked in California Adventure and walked around a bit. And we might, I think they took no longer than 15 minutes to meet back <laughs> up with us again. So that's awesome. It was insane how fast it was. And that, and I'm sure they weren't like running and trying. Like it was crazy. Yeah, this was, our hotel was far enough away where we weren't really inspired to go back to the room at all during the day. Sure. Which we normally do at, at But Disney you found time, things to occupy your time during the day. Yeah. yeah. And we were on a limited like amount of time. Um, well, everything's limited if you think about it. That is true. That's deep. Thank you. <laughs> uh, no, you know, and my other favorite thing, and I, I can't believe I'm embarrassed that I forgot how many, we can look back at the podcast recording somewhere. But I did count how many paces it was from <laughs> yes, Disneyland yeah. to California Adventure. And I want to say it was like less than 100. <laughs> it's not far at no. all for those of you who have never been there. It's crazy. Which also makes it even easier for park hopping because unlike Disney World, which there's, it's definitely a process to park hop at it Disney is, World. Yeah. No matter like which Don't way. Don't care what you're doing. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a process. Um, but this is like you basically hop, skip, and jump and you're at the next park. Mm-hmm. So it's a hop and skip and a jump to the other from one park to another, like mm-hmm. you're saying. Uh, how about how late uh, was everything uh, staying open that week? Because you're in the middle of the week, and Disneyland always stays open later on the weekends, right? Right, like they were up until midnight on the weekends. But mm-hmm. while we were there, they were closing regularly at eight p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, but Disneyland was having an after hours event called after dark sweethearts night i saw pictures of this <laughs> did you see pictures of this and some of the characters I they did, had yeah there? it's pretty neat they had like band like we saw like bands setting up and stuff it looked like a really fun event um <laughs> i assume it was sold out <laughs> it was sold out every night yeah. before we got there because we were like oh we'll, we'll think about doing it once we get there no, you can't do that no. you know better than that Michael. and we didn't need to because we had plenty of time it took you three hours to walk back to your hotel <laughs> right <No. laughs> 
All right. How about we get into it? Let's talk about Disneyland, Michael. Let's do it. This is the, this is what everybody wants to hear, right? How was your trip? How busy was it out there? It was a great trip. It wasn't very crowded at all until Thursday afternoon, like kind of close to the late afternoon. It's your weekend. When we started seeing people coming in for the after hours on Thursday with their little like things they're wearing. Lanyards and whatnot. Yeah. Um, there was just tons of people in Disneyland at that point, but the rest of the week, it wasn't very crowded. Um, there was, and it's even, I'm sorry to interrupt, but it's even crazier because of if it's crowded at all there, it's packed. Right. Cause it's for those of you who haven't been to Disneyland, you can put it right in your pocket. It's uh yeah. Don't think of the magic kingdom. It's like the magic kingdom minus 30 or 40% like size wise, you know, that and the walkways are narrower. Yeah. Um, things like that. People were smaller in the fifties. <laughs> I guess so. Um, so there was like, there was plenty of people, but you could tell just by how um, kind of short the queues were, and there was like open spaces right. that it wasn't too crowded at all. So it was a good, during the week is definitely a good time to go. Probably any time that's not a holiday week um, with people in school and stuff. Um, there was good mask compliance, still required, right? Yeah, required outside um, and and inside. I'm sorry, required inside, not yeah. outside. Okay. Um, I wore mine outside a good amount of the time. Um, Is that because of the cooler weather? It, in the evenings, it was because of the cooler weather for sure. Because um, the weather was awesome while we were there. Yeah. Um, but because I mentioned like the pathways were narrower at Disneyland, their queues are also narrower. It's Especially true. in Fantasyland, it has a lot of those like back and forth. Yeah. And you're like right next to people. You are. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. They didn't, they didn't have those barriers up? No. And you were outside for that part, but I wore my mask, uh, or we both wore a mask sure. f- for sure. those types of things. And some of the walking around, like people are kind of like walking right at you, um, trying to get around you and stuff. Like I just felt more comfortable wearing my mask. Hey, whatever people. makes you comfortable. Because I did not want to catch COVID on this trip, and I'm pleased to report that we have both tested negative a Congratulations. week later. So our uh, precautions seem to have worked. Knock on wood. Okay. Uh, we have a note here about bathrooms. <laughs> yes. I don't know how to segue into that. Well, so we've, I guess we have a long-standing tradition on this podcast to complain about how bathrooms are very hard to find at Disneyland. Indeed. For some reason, and I don't can't explain why. This time we had the opposite problem. Bathrooms were everywhere. <laughs> now, would you call it a problem? <laughs> no, not actually. a problem. Okay. But it was just like, oh. Like well, you fell into a bathroom. Like, <laughs> <No>. Darn. <laughs> but I was like, why did we not? Th- I guess we, I don't know. I guess maybe we're more used to Disneyland now. So we know where the bathrooms that are. That must be it. Because <laughs> as I recall, in Walt Disney World, you literally could fall into a bathroom <laughs> at any time. <laughs> but at Disneyland, it just, you know, what, what it really is, we don't know our way around there for yeah. the most part. You know, it's like. There should be a bathroom near Peter Pan, and there isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, and they have like bathrooms, like in in little cubby holes. Like there's wherever there's some space up, there's a bathroom. So like one of them that I didn't know existed until this trip is we we're about to walk into the the tiki room. Mm-hmm. Um, I go up the steps to go into the thing, and there's like a bathroom like right there on so the there steps to the tiki room. Yeah, like, I mean, oh, yeah, just, like I didn't know there's a bathroom there. <laughs> hey, you know, it, it's it, it's it's all a factor of not knowing where you are, and now you're getting more used to it. You know, yeah. Even though you haven't been there in what four years, it was uh, November of 2016. Ooh, time flies. So, that was December of 2016. It was a lifetime ago. It was. They were still building uh, Star Wars Land when we were there last time. It's true. 
We'll get to that. I assume. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so let's, how about, let's, let's talk about what you did while you were in the park. Let's go through some attraction highlights. All right. Well, I'm going to save the genie plus topic to a little yeah, later. Yeah, we'll get that later. Let's um, talk about the rides, Michael. So the best thing about Disneyland for me, and probably for a lot of people that are more familiar with a different Disney park, the is corn dogs for some people, it's okay, the corn yeah, dogs. Right, yeah. <laughs> not for me. Um, but it's like being able to experience the same attractions that are just slightly different, correct, or majorly different in some cases, yeah, at Disneyland versus uh Disney World, and that was no different here. Um, this was the first time that I've been to Disneyland where I got to actually go on the normal Haunted Mansion. Oh, I'm excited, I still haven't done it. Both times I went to Disneyland, it was Haunted Holiday with that movie. I'm not a huge fan of uh, The Nightmare Before Christmas, it is, I will say. This might be the most negative thing I have to say on the podcast. Gasp. <laughs> that I was very disappointed in their regular Haunted Mansion because it highlighted... I hate to use the word inferior, but mm, it highlighted how inferior it. it is to the Walt Disney do World it. version. Um, and why, why do you say that? It's much shorter. Yeah. Which is... You don't really think about it. Because um, even when I, we went on it as the Nightmare Before Christmas overlay... It's the same length, obviously, so we kind of knew that. But seeing like the same scenes and like the order they have them at Disneyland, and like where it starts, mm-hmm. um, it's just like a, it's just it seems more like a shortened experience versus the one you're familiar with from Walt Disney World, even though it's generally the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a little disappointing. I can see why people like the um, Nightmare Before Christmas one now. Having done the original one, what about that Hatbox Ghost though? The Hatbox Ghost—that's the—that's the that's the, that's the <laughs> best thing there. And the actual um, elevator stretching room—that's pretty neat. It is, yeah. yeah. But yeah, I mean, I would like to go experience it myself, but I have watched um, ride-throughs, and boy, it, it is the epitome of this is the same, but not the same <laughs> at all. Right to ours, you know, and it's like. It's like everything about Disneyland is almost like you're in a dream version of Magic <laughs> Kingdom. It's for those of us that have been to Magic Kingdom a lot, you know? Right, yeah. And so, yeah, I, I'm still looking forward to next time I go riding their regular Haunted Mansion. I, I want to do it. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with it. It's just in comparison. It, I I may have built it up more in my head because it was always the other version sure, when we sure. would go. Um, so I'm glad I got to do it at least. Okay. On the flip side is Pirates of the Caribbean. The flippity flop. Which... Um, we had been on the normal version. There's only a normal version of this. Correct. There's, no, there's the one version, yes. <laughs> um, but it's the opposite situation where their Pirates of the Caribbean highlights how inferior the Walt Disney World version That's is. Nice. That's <laughs> not nice, Michael. I kind of think of a better word. Like, I'm not trying to be negative about I know. It, but their Pirates of the Caribbean is amazing. I know. Um, Ours is inferior. It's true. It's, but ours is within driving distance it is. to us. So and... <laughs> It's still good. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just the Disneyland one. It's like a good third longer. It is. Yeah. And it's got multiple drops. It's, it's got a better finale. As a better finale. It has it has a better story because it has a story. Yeah. Really. You like, see like the once you get into the caves, there's a lot more caves and you see like the skeleton uh, the pirates and like their gold and then you see them transform into human yeah. through like this cool like mirror effect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's just really cool if you haven't done the Disneyland one. Now, here's a question. Uh, in the room with um, Captain Barbosa, 
Did you get, uh, you know, the big cannon room? Oh, yeah. yeah. Did you get hit by any of the water? Yes, it's very splashy. Because I'm getting real. <laughs> it didn't used to be like that at all. And I'm it's starting to become my grievance at Walt Disney World. How I can get more wet on that ride than Splash Mountain sometimes. Yeah, it is funny. They definitely increased the cannon velocity or whatever. Well, I got a pressure. I got a something. problem with it. That's my major grievance right now. But they have like a cool, they have like animatronics up on the fort firing at the ship, which yeah. the Florida one yeah. doesn't. They have projections of pirates fighting with their swords. Yeah, it's just it's there's really a, cool. There's a lot of cool stuff on that. Yeah, one. Um, and the end is really the finale is really cool, and the going up, going up the yeah. uh, the waterfall is a fantastic effect, which has scenes while you're going up the yeah. waterfall. Mm-hmm. Like it's it it's tells really a story cool. of you going back up to modern times. Yeah, you know? that's it's neat. It's a it has that uh, that Walt fingerprint all over mm-hmm. it. You know. Yeah, I can't speak highly enough about Pirates of the Caribbean. It's probably the thing we did the most while we were there. Really? Because um, there was no, no wait, really. Oh, um, wow. That's great. See, when we were there, Pirates always had like a 30 to 45 minute wait or maybe more. Whereas we could ride Space Mountain over and over a lot of times. Yeah, this always had like a 15 uh, or 30 minute posted wait time. But it was always 15 minutes or less. There um, was one time where we waited a long, long time for it. But we didn't do any max pass or anything when we were there last time. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. What's next? Let's keep moving around the park, shall we? Uh, see what I did there. So another thing that I had never experienced at Disneyland, but Jason had, was the Disneyland Railroad. I'm so jealous because last time we were there, it was closed for the Star Wars Land construction. It has a name, Michael. Galaxy's Edge. Galaxy's yeah. Edge. But did it have a name then? I don't know. Black Maybe. Spire Outpost yes. on Batuu. People know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying. <laughs> so you rode the railroad for the first time. Yeah. Jason had done it. He has, he's been um, since our last trip by himself and he got to experience this, but it was my first time. And I'll tell you what, it again highlights how inferior the YT's the horn, the Walt Disney World Railroad is. Because theirs is just. Um, it's more picturesque. Yeah. You're not just in the woods for <laughs> 20 minutes. Well, you minutes. look out towards the park, right? <laughs> Some of it. One, yeah. One of the trains look out for the park, yeah. but they also have a train that has the normal Regular, front yeah. seats. But they, they've they rerouted the track due to Galaxy's Edge, Batu, Black Spire Outpost, mm-hmm. etc. Thank you. Because there are no trains on Batu. <laughs> There's hover trains probably. Somewhere. We haven't seen that. No, I can't true. speak to that. They have a great railroad. You can see a lot. It go. There's a cool trestle bridge that I took an awesome picture of people canoeing by as the train went over. Um, but then it also has show scenes where it goes through Tomorrowland, where it's like basically inside the entire time as it passes around Space Mountain and mm-hmm. kind of um, like the People Mover. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So there's like cool. I won't, won't spoil what's in there, but they have. Yeah. Can Grand Canyon? I mean, I, stuff and dinosaurs. I don't think this count really counts as a spoiler if it's been open since '55. That's true. I mean, I'm just saying. I won't go into detail about what's in there, but it's it's pretty cool. It's like you see the Grand Canyon and like animatronics and there storms. are dinosaurs in there too. Aren't and then there? you go, yeah, you go back in time yeah. and see what it looked like in prehistoric I'll spoil times. The crap out of it if you want. and I haven't even been on it. And then you come out of it, and you're immediately at Main Street Station because the part, the circle isn't that. Big yeah, it's um, it's not a real big park. <laughs> and they have a, a station in Tomorrowland, which is oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh okay, it's that ba- behind the. Octopia. I didn't know they did. Okay, you know the Magic Kingdom, uh, the book we're reading for the Disney, uh, the TFP Book Club right now uh, had a chapter is all about the creation of Walt Disney World uh, by Jim Corcus. Um, and there's a link somewhere on. I don't know. We have it up on one of the previous show notes if you're interested. But they told the story about how the Magic Kingdom Railroad 
originally only had the main street stop too, but it was a longer ride. And the first one they put in was the Frontierland stop. Oh, interesting. And it was a very small little stop. So, yeah, it's weird seeing like videos of Frontierland back then when it had the yeah. station and just a grassy field with mm-hmm. totem poles instead of Thunder Mountain. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, it's the way it was. All right, let's continue our tour. Let's go to Tomorrowland now. So, I made Jason ride Autopia with me, even though he didn't want to. Yeah. Because <laughs> I've always wanted to ride the Disneyland we, version. I can't remember if we did it. I don't think we did when we were there. You're like in the woods and stuff. Yeah, no, that. I don't believe we did. It's really cool. It's so much better than the... Um, There's so much to do. Yeah. The, the, but... Th- you're actually like in the woods on the like car ride and there's like it's just near the monorails overhead in certain parts and mm-hmm. um it's a fun thing it still has the same problems as the tomorrowland speedway with the smell and the sounds yeah. and everything yeah. but it was it's fun to do if you haven't done it before okay and uh, speaking of having been done before uh space mountain was this was the first time we had been on the regular version of space mountain because you've been on hyperspace mountain and demon ghost or ghost ghost galaxy ghost galaxy yeah. yeah yeah um and it was really fun it's um i mean i was on it first when they redid it in the 50th anniversary but whatever that's true yeah it was real smooth then it's still, still very smooth. still very yeah. smooth yeah. it's yeah. very impressive how'd you enjoy the regular version in comparison to hyperspace and the uh, the ghost galaxy my memory of it of those two is i like this one a lot more really it was there was less going on so it was like yeah. While the Star Wars one was really... I did not like the Ghost Galaxy one at all. But the Star Wars you one was really scared. cool. You got scared. It was just weird. There's like a demon. <laughs> there should like, be demons <laughs> at Disneyland. Okay, I get it. Yeah, all right. But this was so fun. It's very intense. And um, this, there's like music. And it was a lot of fun. I did this a lot of times. I would I would use both mine and Jason's uh, lightning lane for this. I'd go on it over and over again. Nice. He did it once and then... Is that through all through the phone, by the way? The lightning yeah. lane? Okay. Yeah. On the flip side, I love the Matterhorn, but I discovered this time it is extremely painful to ride because it's uh, you not You just two dots. Michael. I know. I'm going to go back to those. Well, because those this, I'm very interested in. This was a better segue. <laughs> All right, fine. Matterhorn. I love, I love the Matterhorn. Yeah, I love the Matterhorn too. And we went on it a couple times, but uh, the second time I went on it, it like really hurt my back. And I was like, I don't want to go on this anymore today or whatever. You know, I was... it. it it lands hard a few times and turns mm-hmm. really hard. It doesn't feel like it has any cushion. On yeah, it's strange. And the first time I didn't experience that, it was like, so maybe it's certain. Maybe a seats. different yeah, car. Or, yeah, I don't know. I could see how that could happen, but it didn't bother me. You know what else didn't bother The reason it didn't bother me is I was like stuffed in there with another person, maybe. <laughs> right. um, so I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. So I still love the Matterhorn. Everything about it is just so picturesque and the music is like just lovely. And I, the, yeah. And you, have, you get uh, yeah, good he's views. So scary. It's also cool. Like w- we got to go on at one of the times where the two sides were actually synced up, which doesn't happen all the time. That is cool when you kind of race. Yeah, and you're like going next to them, and then they go a different way than you, and it's it's pretty cool. The Matterhorn reminded me of being a kid again because there were a couple times we rode it over and over because there was no weight. And it was like reminded me of being like a kid at like our local Six Flags. Yeah. We're just riding this over and over, and we're just we are literally there. This is how our vacations are different. A lot of times at Walt Disney World, I'm not there to ride rides anymore. Like that's just not that's part of it, sure. But Disneyland, you're there to ride rides mm-hmm. like all day, you know. So yeah. Well, speaking of rides, this next one is Will's favorite ride. Is that right, Disneyland? 
Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Forbidden Eye. It is my absolute favorite attraction there. And it's my second favorite attraction overall at Disney theme parks. Behind Rise of the Resistance. Yeah. I, it would be number one, but boy, Rise is so good. It is. And this this holds up. I have nothing really new to say about this, except that it just continues to be awesome, even though it's um, familiar in a lot of ways because it shares a lot of commonalities with Dinosaur. Um, but it it seems like a completely different yeah, it, thing. Yeah. It's, it's overwhelming is what it is. Yeah. In comparison, especially to Disneyland, which is like so small, right? And like it's just it's crazy. Like I, every time I was on it, I was just I was blown away. Like it's just so well done for being as old as it is now, too. Yeah, and it's unique to Disneyland. It like, is. So if you're there, definitely go on that because you can't anywhere else, as far mm-hmm. as I know. Absolutely. Well, you could close your eyes on Dinosaur, and I guess so. Imagine. Imagine there's not just a lot of blackness all around you. Some imagination, huh? Boop. Um, another new thing that we did that I, we didn't do last time, I don't know why, um, was the Roger Rabbit. You didn't even go to Toontown last no, time. No, did didn't. You? you didn't go up the, down the hill and up the no. hill. No. I don't know why. Because it's hidden. Like I You, guess so, you might yeah. have forgotten it was there. Yeah. Like, if, honestly, I get it. And I, I, I really may not it. have known at the time that there was a Roger Rabbit. I may have thought it was just like... yeah. Mickey's house and Goofy's boat or whatever, or Donald's yeah. boat. And Gadget's Go Coaster. Yeah. No, that's a... Is that Gadget's Go Coaster? Isn't it? Or is it Goofy's Flight School? I don't know. There's two. There's one at Disney yeah, I don't know. California uh, Adventure. I didn't write... The only thing we did back there was um, Roger Rabbit. And the only other thing I know about is where they had that video a couple months ago where that family was in <laughs> yes, a fight. the meltdown. <laughs> and I'm like, in Toontown? I'm like, all right. They're building the... Um, uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runway or Railway. Yeah. So there's a giant building there. But it's funny that they had like a sign on it that has like Mickey Mouse and it says something like, uh, don't mind this large building or something like <laughs> That's that. That's awesome. <laughs> so that, that That's good. That'll really draw some people back there, which is which is yeah. really good. It needs it needs some. Yeah. I, you know, what'd you think of Roger Rabbit? Let me go, let me go first, because I've <laughs> okay. talked about this before. Since you've never been on it, my impression was, hey, I bet this used to be really good. <laughs> Um, and the, the spinning aspect of it is, it's not painful to do, but it's so slow. Yeah. And I'm like, I don't know where to spin the car because I don't know what I'm supposed to be looking at. And there were times where I'm like, why don't you just decide where uh, right. what I need to be looking at? Cause I don't want to spin the wrong way. Yeah. I kind of said better. My, those are my thoughts. Exactly. I was like, I don't know where to look. There's, it's almost like sensory overload in some ways. Yeah. Um, like I'm familiar with Roger Rabbit and the story of the movie, so like I recognize like the characters and stuff. By the way, you can spin your car. I don't think I, if I'm. Oh yeah, it, yeah. You can spin your car however you want it, like in Buzz Lightyear, basically. But it's one of those things where it's like it would just be better if it spun it for you, because sometimes we were facing just nothing, and there's like a scene behind us. We're like, well, if I had known there was, I wasn't going to see the scene. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they changed Jessica Rabbit. I hear they put more clothes on her. Yeah, she looked fine. I don't remember what she looked like before. Yeah, she looked fine when I was on. <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't have. They had her in the dress last time. Oh, I think she yeah. was in like a, a jacket. They cu- they covered her up a little yeah. bit more. You know, <laughs> hey, it's twenty twenty two, guys. Yeah, I get it. Uh, oh, did you go on the new Snow White's ride after they changed it? We did, and oh my gosh, it is the best thing ever. Really? And I'm not being sarcastic, even though it sounds like I, I'm being sarcastic. Michael, I don't think. <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard you be sarcastic before. So you're the best of us, remember? <laughs> it used to be Snow White's Scary Adventure. Uh-huh. Um, it, that's what it was last time we were there. But they changed it in 2020 to give it like basically like a slightly different story. 
It's still the story of Snow White, but it's mm-hmm. not as like quote unquote scary. And it is delightful. They have like a f- new effects and projections, and they have like old technology and new technology. And it's just it's a delightful dark ride. Yeah. Um, outside of the nostalgia for Peter Pan's flight, this is probably the best one in Fantasyland right well, now. Well, their Peter Pan's also very good. Their Peter Pan is good. Yeah. And they have Mr. Toad. They do. Which is we not didn't. great, but it's, you go to hell. It's such a weird, if we did it again and you get to hell and you're like, this is so weird. Yeah, no, <laughs> it's just every time. Like, but I, it's still I fun. And the, you know, the other, the other great thing is how different their small world is at Disneyland too. Yeah. Unfortunately, we didn't get to go on small world. Um, it reopened from the holiday small world the day after we left that's a shame because uh, again i've never been on the regular one yeah though. we haven't either we've only been on the holiday one which is amazing uh, and they have other characters which is other disney yeah. characters on there I, they're not there regularly are they do you know i don't know no we, we might need to watch a ride through after the uh show yeah alex when you go you should go on the regular small world and then report to us what it's like mm-hmm. all right let's uh let's talk about uh some a few dining highlights you had at the happiest place on earth yeah, so we didn't do a lot of eating in the park outside of snacks and stuff. Um, the only like table service we had at Disneyland was the Carnation Cafe. Breakfast. I mean, delightful. It was amazing. Did you sit outside? No, we sat inside. You didn't get the outside <laughs> no, gazebo <laughs> overlooking Main Street here in the Dapper Dance on your first morning there. I mean, whatever. You can see out the window, but no, I wanted to I sit tell outside. You, well, you, but, you've heard yeah. me tell that story before, but it was the most amazing <laughs> Disneyland story I think anybody ever had. <laughs> Oh, your table on the gazebo as the Dapper Dans are singing. <laughs> oh, yes, our first breakfast here. This will be fun. Thank you. Yeah, they have. Yeah, their their Main Street is so cool. The um, food was good too. The food was good. Yeah, and it was it it was a good experience overall, even not being outside. But yeah, when I when I saw they were seating us inside, I was like, oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> uh, what about some snacks? Um, if you want the if you like the gray stuff, at, it's delicious. Um, be our guest. The Red Rose Tavern in Fantasyland, which is a quick serve place, mm-hmm. you can actually get like a whole dessert of the gray stuff. That's probably too much, isn't it? No, it's really good. It has really? a um, red velvet cake in the middle. Oh, we'll see. There you go. You got a, it, yeah. But it's really. If it good. was just the gray stuff, I mean, yeah, it's no. It has like some additional, but it's you get a good quantity. How about the corn dogs? I didn't have corn dogs at Did Disneyland. Jason have the corn dog? Not at Disneyland. What do you mean? He didn't have it at Disneyland. You didn't get the real red wagon? No, he, he got. Them at California Adventure because they're the same ones. Were they as good as they were previously? My recollection of his impression of them is that they were. Oh, very official. Okay. Because <laughs> he went there again. And how so. many churros did you have? No churros, but they had so many. They have so many churros. They had different kinds. You know, they are better there, by the way, than they are at Walt Disney World. I would hope so. Oh, well, they're not that bad. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. I don't like a churros. At least I don't like the Disney World okay. ones. Anything else? Um. I, we went to Bengal Barbecue, which is a quick serve place in Adventureland, which I've I've heard a lot of yeah, over we the never years. Went there. Um, some people love it, other people don't like it. But it's basically meats on sticks, like little uh, skewers with Hold up. chicken or steak. I'm in. Or, yeah, uh, you don't have to explain it anymore. I don't know if we just had an unusually great experience because I've heard people say this is overhyped, but it was it was really good. Um, like the the steak was tender and like the sauce that it comes with. Um, the roll that you ordered wasn't very good, but the meat was really good and that's what you're there for. So I, I recommend Bengal Barbecue. We hadn't been there to that quick service before, um, but it, it was really nice and they had plenty of seating. All right. One more note. You had a note about merchandise at Disneyland. 
Yeah, we didn't really buy much merchandise. They didn't have because the they don't selection. have a lot. Yeah, it was surprising. It's weird. It is weird. I was like hoping for some really cool, specific Disneyland stuff. It's hard to find. But yeah, it was. I mean, they had Disneyland stuff. It said Disneyland, but it just wasn't. I was expecting. I was expecting more stuff. I guess I'll tell you. The first time I went, I bought a Disneyland hoodie, and those are nowhere to be found. Now. Like <laughs> nothing like that. Like. They have stuff, but it's mainly just if it says Disneyland on it, it's almost the exact same stuff we have in Florida. Yeah, it you seemed know? like the shirt designs were the same. I just yeah. said Disneyland instead of Disney World. So it's not like that crazy. Even buying like ornaments was hard to find. Yeah, with Disneyland on it. So yeah, I don't know. It's just it's again, it's a different park. It's the way they do things is different. Yeah, they're catering yeah. to a different uh, crowd. It's true. Uh, speaking of a different park, let's park hop <laughs> the 99 or so steps over to Disney's California Adventure, and let's talk about what I want to hear about the most, Avengers Campus. So, Avengers Campus is not inferior to anything. <laughs> it is severely underrated, because I feel like the people online talk about it as if it, it's there's nothing there and it's not worth going because there's not an e-ticket attraction. But I'll have to say, Jason and I loved Avengers Campus. Um, there's so much going on there. Like, it's not a huge space. It's kind of like, I guess it's just Bugs Land, mm-hmm. really. Um, but but they do have more room to play with than like they do at Disneyland. You know? Yeah. It feels like. Oh, before we leave Disneyland for forever. Sure. Forever. Um, well, no, I mean for this time. We didn't talk about Galaxy's Edge. Did you have anything interesting to say differently about their Galaxy's Edge? Again, slightly weird because it's the same, but things are just slightly in they a do different have, spot. They do have one more entrance to it. They do, which was um, which was cool. Yeah. It, that was the weirdest thing was you enter Galaxy's Edge in different air, yeah. areas than you do at, uh, yeah. at ours. Um, I just want to mention it. I forgot. Rise of Resistance ran A mode without any problems. Sweet. When we were there, we were lucky. Millennium Falcon was fun. Snugglers run. But they're the same. Any we're, discernible differences, really? Less people. Wow, that's, that's we went in Saba's workshop, browsed. Nice. There weren't people, there wasn't a queue to get nice <laughs> man. Okay, it was yeah. nice. I know you didn't have it on the list, so I just wanted to make sure. Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, yeah, we, we made sure to do it, even though like we tend sometimes skip things that we know are the same. But sure. I did want to see if it was different at all. All right, back to Avengers Campus. How is the Spider Man ride? It's fun. It's Jason. I think it's Jason's favorite. Like he mm-hmm. really loved it. Um, I liked it. I enjoyed it. I like it more than like the Buzz Lightyear attraction. How was it doing like the hand motions to shoot? <laughs> was it weird? It was weird at first, but like by the third time we went on it, you're, you're just like flailing your hands like and with the Spider Man. And it works. Yeah. Whatever you do will work. Yeah. It works and it's cool. You like, you definitely can control the things and it's fun. And mm-hmm. um, Tom Holland is great and like he's in the pre show and in your car with you. And it's just. What about Peter Parker? Who? Hey. <laughs> but yeah, it's 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 fun. I like people have been down on it, but I you know you may not like it. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with it. It's just a, another variation of Toy Story, Midway Mania, and Buzz mm-hmm. Lightyear, Space Ranger Spin. Cool. Um, but it's more active. You're like moving around, um, and there's like a story, and the story continues out into Avengers Campus, which is cool. Um, I can't really talk about it without spoiling it, but like there's spider bots basically that. Peter Parker accidentally unleashes on uh, Avengers Campus. The way. And there's different places in Avengers Campus you'll see like a, a spider bot like up in a web somewhere. Oh, like. cool. So it's just, it's a cool touch. Nice. Um, and on top of the 
Web Slinger's attraction is the Spider-Man stunt show, mm-hmm. which is the funniest. It's amazingly cool, but it's also the funniest thing you've ever seen because it just looks like they flip this man way up into the air and he just sort of falls behind the building and then he pops out below and it's Spider-Man. <laughs> I've seen the video and it's it seems like a fun little show. It's fun. You know? It's quick and they do it multiple times. Like It's really short. But even from watching the video, when I saw him flip the guy in person, it seemed like he went so high. Like, he's just a little dot in the sky, and then he comes back down. That's awesome. Um, the most impressive thing about Avengers Campus to me was the amount of streetsmosphere, like, characters. Like, there was just so much activity. Like, there was just characters from the movies um, either just walking around or... Um, you know, posing for photo opportunities, but also like doing skits and uh, uh, fight scenes yeah. and things like that. Um, and how we've seen like in pictures and stuff like a day after that, you know, Loki's wearing his prison jumpsuit, he'll be in his prison mm-hmm. jumpsuit uh, at Avengers Campus, which I think is just glorious. Yeah, they do. Uh, they do a good job of getting as much of the MCU in there, it seems mm-hmm. like. Um, like we saw Doctor Strange, there was a Dora Milaje sort of like show, like right in the middle, like where mm-hmm. they kind of teach you how to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Panther, Black Widow, Captain Marvel, Captain America, Iron Man, Taskmaster, three of the Eternals, and uh, Spider Man, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was like a show on top of the Avengers campus, yeah. like a stunt show with Black Panther and Black Widow and did they win? Testament. They won, yeah. Yeah. But there was like smoke effects and cool and music. And, and apparently a lot of that changes frequently. I bet, too. yeah. because yeah. uh, it almost seemed random, like where you'd be like suddenly like, oh, Captain Marvel just walked out. Oh, there. Hello, so, Captain yeah. Marvel. <laughs> yeah. Um we did not eat it. Eat imagine, a, you know, if we get out of this pandemic at some point, there'd probably be some more walking around going on. I hope know? so. Like I can't wait till that gets back to Galaxy's Edge too, because boy, it it did it did add something. See stormtroopers and Kyle. Yeah. 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 It makes it come alive. Yeah. Um, seeing the Quinjet was really cool, especially at night when it was all lit up. Yeah. Um, it looks really cool. Um, the Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout. I guess some people forget that it's actually part of Avengers Campus because yeah. <laughs> it's there. Um, this was our first time on that because it was the Tower of Terror before. Um, but it it lives up to the hype. It, it was fantastic. It's so different, for, or it seems so different from the Tower of Terror, mm-hmm. even though it's an overlay. They did a really good job. Um, I liked that Tower of Terror though too. People gave it too much crap, but it's it was fun, yeah, and, and fast, but really good. I mean, I don't think you missed uh, out that much not having the fifth dimension. No, really. I don't think so. So, and especially now, like. I felt like you got three times as many like uh, drops and rate airtime yeah. things that you do. Was it funny? <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Um, it's randomized. Yeah, we saw two different scenes. We went out three times, but we only saw two different scenes. Um, there's some like cool meta stuff, like when you get to the top and the doors open, you can see Disneyland. Yeah, and Rocket is like Disneyland. That's thematically inappropriate <laughs> or something like that. So <laughs> nice. it's like they're commenting on the fact that that's weird. <laughs> so. Well, was it? I can't remember if this happened to us or I heard somewhere else. But they kept the the doors closed. On what was it, y'all? When you were there, wasn't when we maybe, were there. Now. Maybe it was us. It it did happen before, you know, where it was like all in the dark mm. for their Tower of Terror. I was uh, surprised the doors opened on this. I thought they had sealed them for this, yeah. so it was um, a surprise. Did you see? 
the Easter egg in the queue in a cage, a certain imaginary dragon. I did not. You didn't see him? Okay. We never waited in the queue. For oh, well, this. my, my. Excuse me. <laughs> Apologies. Um, okay, cool. Anything else for Avengers Campus? No, um, we didn't do. The, we didn't eat anything there. We didn't go to yeah, Pim's, Pim's Test. That looks pretty cool. I would like to try that. Some of the food looked neat. Yeah. That, the looked, theming looked amazing. Yeah. It has a cool... Uh, um, uh, that makes me think. I think we saw Ant-Man too, now that I think mm, of it. Yeah. Um, Jason got an Avengers shirt and like a pin, and we bought a spider bot for our cat, Oliver. Um, thought he and might he doesn't like care for it, I hear. The f- yeah, the first time he was ambivalent, the second time it scared him to death. So okay. he's not playing with it right now. All right. <laughs> well, let's move on to Pixar Pier, shall we? This is your first time there since it was just the Paradise Paradise, paradise Pier. Paradise Pier, yeah. Before. Right. It was a it was nice. Good retheme? It was a good retheme. I'm a big fan of IP in the parks where it's appropriate and this is just this just seems better to me. I, I had well, obviously like oh, <laughs> Yes. I had no emotional attachment to, to Paradise Pier. It was just right. like supposed to be like a I don't know, amusement park on the pier. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the Pixar stuff they put into this was really fun and just it made everything just kind of a little more special. Um Incredit Coaster is amazing. Great coaster. It is a great coaster. Um, California Screaming previously. Yeah. Huh. It's the same. They just added a new story that's um, with the Incredibles. Uh, and there's actually a story, which is funny, and it involves a roller coaster. So that's cool. Um, there's one. I have one tip about Incredit Coaster, which I found out maybe the third time I went on it. Um, they have a single rider, but the entrance to it isn't anywhere near the queue for Incredicoaster. So I didn't know they had one until I asked about it. Um, When you're coming over the bridge to like that side of Pixar Pier, there's like an emergency exit from Incredicoaster and there's like an umbrella there. That's the single rider entrance. That's, it's very discreetly marked, (laughs) but um, secret. So if you're, you know, if you want to get on quicker um, or if you've already used your genie plus and don't want to wait in line. Okay. Um, do the single rider. Uh, we did all the stuff there. Um, my least favorite was the Pixar pal around Ferris wheel slash death trap. I love that thing because <laughs> it's so scary. It is scary. I feel like you're going to fall off. <laughs> I suddenly like in the last few years have an intense fear of heights for some reason, especially on Ferris wheels. That's what surprises me the most. And this one like slides down yeah. and buckles. I was like, I don't know if I would have been as scared on like if it if I was on you can choose to go on the regular one. Yeah. But yeah, well, when it slides down and it just swings on the end, like I feel like it's just going to break off and you're going to fall into the <laughs> the water and drown. I think you're getting your comeuppance for all of those times you said the big thunder was going to just shoot <laughs> off. It could. It cannot. It could. <laughs> all right. But um yeah, Pixar Pier is really cool. Yeah. I'd like to do that as well. While we were there was the Lunar New Year Festival. Cool. I saw some pictures of that. And they had like little food kiosks yeah. and stuff, right? Like different kind of they stuff. They had three. Um, and it was weird because you could order the same food at all three of them, but oh, they were all whatever. unique or whatever. Listen, the place is strange. And it, it was, was just... the lines for those three things were probably more than some of the attractions. It was weird. <laughs> hey, that tells you the locals have done it all. Like that's yes. People there in the middle of the week are, you know, it's funny. They had like a cool cavalcade or parade. It was more of a parade than a cavalcade because it it was long. Right uh, for the Lunar New Year's, so they had like a 
one of those Chinese dragons, and he had like the kick Goofy and Tigger, and because um, it's the year of the tiger. Grr. Um, so that was fun and unexpected. So okay, they like their festivals too. They're just a little smaller than a little small. Epcot. You put them right in your pocket. Yes. <laughs> uh, any other highlights from California Adventure? I think the thing we did the most at California Adventure was Radiator Springs, maybe four or five times. Um, the line wasn't terrible, but they have a single rider line. You can do the individual lightning lane purchase. Um, so we did the individual lightning lane purchase the first time, but then realized that the single rider had even less of a line than the lightning lane. And so we would just go on it over and over again. And even though we were a single rider, a few of the times they would put Jason and I in the same car anyway. So it was just like... Yeah. Cool. Um, and it's still it's still an amazing uh, attraction. Um, yeah. Like, we talked about it before. Yeah. But everybody needs to get out there and get on Radiator Springs yeah. Racers. I mean, Cars Lane in general, like at it's night. A, and even if you don't beautiful. really love the Cars movies, it's... It was the first immersive like land, yeah. And it's like wow. I mean, it, it really set the stage for Galaxy's Edge and Pandora mm-hmm. and Avengers Campus. I, I don't know if it feels like that, but walking into Cars Land, you feel like you're walking into a movie. Yeah, Avengers Campus a little bit. It's not Avengers Campus isn't to the scale as Cars Land, but I could see but it, it might expand becoming, to it. Yeah, yeah, I could see it becoming that. Yeah. Uh, any dining highlights from Disney's California Adventure? Uh, we did one besides the corn dogs. Yeah, you, you guys have to ask Jason about the corn dogs. Um, I believe he liked them. They were from this place called Corn Dog Castle. Uh, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> he was getting corn dogs, and I went on the um, Goofy's Flight School slash. What is the other thing it might be yeah, called? Gadgets go, Gadgets go, whatever the one that's there. Well, now I have to look it up. Also, thought I was going to die on that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I thought I was going to go right off the edge. Um, we had our anniversary dinner, which was at a table service called Wine Country Trattoria, and it was excellent. It was an Italian restaurant, and it it's mostly like outdoor dining, which is really cool. A lot of Californians mm-hmm. like that because of the weather. And so, in these times, it was really yeah. Gadgets nice. Go Coaster is back at uh, Toontown. Toontown, okay. Toonton. So then we went on, or I went on Goofy's Flight School, not Gadget's Coaster. But Wine Country Tutorial is really good. Um, You have a good view where you sit outside, like you can see the pier, you can see Cars Land, you can see um, a vendor's campus. um, Very good. And the food was good. And then they have like sourdough at California Adventure, Um, the famous sourdough company that I can't think of. Mm Mm-hmm. But they have a, a quick service called Pacific Wharf Cafe, and you can get like a nice bread bowl with clam chowder or potato soup. And when we were there, it was cold, so it was like the perfect lunch to have. Nice. Um, I did the bread day. bowl with the gumbo in New Orleans Square. It was good. Love a bread bowl. Yeah. Next time you go, try that. It was good. Yeah, I saw people with bread bowls. I didn't realize it was gumbo in it. Yeah. It was delicious. All right. Any final thoughts? I know you had you did Genie Plus. Uh, any final thoughts? Yeah, I'll talk briefly about Genie Plus. This was our first time using it. We have not used it at Walt Disney World. So some of what I might say is old news to people that have used it a lot. Um, But it worked great for us, but it definitely wasn't necessary on our trip at least. But we wanted to try it out. And there were some times we were just like, let's just do it and we can just do so much more quicker. Um, It was really easy to use. We didn't have any issues with their app, except 
Occasionally, I would just restart the app because it seemed like it had old information, which is a problem with my Disney experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like using Genie Plus and getting Lightning Lanes, it worked perfectly. And the other thing that made it worth it for us is it it includes PhotoPass. And so we were able to do like as many PhotoPass uh, spots that we could. Did they have the AR lenses? If they do, I didn't see them. Oh, Michael, they're so much fun. <laughs> I think I can still do it. <laughs> So that alone made it worth it for us because we were able to get a lot of pictures of us that we wouldn't have been able to get um, potentially. So that was a good thing to factor in the price, which I think we still get PhotoPass with our annual pass because it's grandfathered in for now at Disney World. But um, this might make Genie Plus more of a consideration uh, going forward. Uh, We tried the individual lightning lanes. Again, also easy to use. Um, Sometimes unnecessary. So you would say, like, you know, if it had been a busier time, would you feel it would be more worth it at Disneyland since you're really there to ride rides? Absolutely. I mean, it it definitely adds more of a cost. The one out there is $20 a person instead of $15, like at World. And there's less attractions overall, so it's a little, you you know, it just depends on how much you think you'll use it. One could argue more attractions per park, for sure. Per park, but since there's only especially Disneyland, parks, yeah. yeah, but um, be more worth it than it was. But if you wanted to go for quantity, yeah, then it'd be way more than at Animal Kingdom. Yeah, yeah. One of the, I guess, slight downsides of it is um, it won't let you know, under normal circumstances do repeat um, experiences. So once you've kind of done all the Genie Plus attractions, then it's just kind of like. All right, yeah. I've done it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's a bit of a bummer. But one good thing about Disneyland is that their attractions break down all the time. Yep. And I'm not exaggerating here. Like they'll break down like f- for like a few minutes and they'll evacuate. Mm-hmm. They always evacuate. It doesn't matter how yep. short the breakdown is. Um, but with has got to be a some sort of thing with the California yeah, yeah. government. It's weird. We they'll, argued about that years ago on this podcast, and it's got there's got to be something to that. Like they'll evacuate, everyone will get off, and then it'll immediately be back up and yeah. running. Um, Did I, you do the old? Oh, we uh, we were on the breakdown, and we come back. We came back with no line. No, no. no. didn't need to because um, if you have a lightning lane and the experience breakdown or breaks down, even before your lightning lane matures, it turns into like a multi-experience one that you can use the rest of the day, just like FastPass did. Mm-hmm. Um, but the good thing with that is you can then start stacking them. So like there was one time where we had a lightning lane for Indiana Jones. It went down. So we got a multi one. So we immediately got another one for Indiana Jones for later. It was still down. So they gave us another multi one, mm-hmm. got another one for Indiana Jones. So, but, Eventually, we had four lightning lanes at the same time, and you could use them on anything. Can you trade that in for a t-shirt? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, but with that, it lets that's one way to get around the only do one attraction once with your lightning lane, because the multi-experience will let you go on an attraction again, even if you've already used a lightning lane. And Jason got really good at... Um, using the system. So I just let him handle it all because everybody has their, um, attributes. Yeah, it was fun and it worked out for us. Um, you were the fast pass guru in the old yeah. days, the fast pass whisper. I'd stay, I'd stay at it. Refresh, refresh, yeah. refresh. I've got one. So 
our first experience with Genie Plus was definitely positive, um, at least in our situation. So, and what about your experience overall with Disneyland? It was wonderful. Was it the happiest place on earth? It was the happiest place on earth. Very good. But I will say, oh no, here we go. No, it's nothing bad. That going to Disneyland as as awesome as it is, it also uh, makes me appreciate Walt Disney World more. Like things that I take for granted, being able to go all the time, and um, how much space they have, and um, things that might seem like worse at Disney World versus Disneyland. Um, it's just not really the case. Like it's just a matter of what you're used to. Yeah. Um, so that was probably the best thing to come out of this. It made me more excited to go back to Walt Disney World again. Not that I wasn't, but um, it just increased my appreciation of my home park. Um, so if you haven't been to Disneyland, I recommend it. Me too. And if you have been to Disneyland and want to write in, you can email us at info at tfppodcast.com. Uh, you can also message us and find us on Instagram at Reddit at slash TFP podcast or on Twitter at TFP underscore podcast. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review us on your favorite podcatcher. We also have some pretty awesome t-shirts you can wear to Disneyland at shop.tfppodcast.com. And we have some exclusive Patreon-only contents available to you if you support the show on patreon.com slash TFP podcast. That's all I got. Anything else, Michael? I want to go back to Disneyland. Thanks for listening. We'll see you real soon.